Uh, hello everyone and welcome to episode 6 of Please Nerf. With me today as always is Taylor. Say hi Taylor. Please nerf me. Oh, that's not what I asked for, but okay. <laughs> and <laughs> and uh, Austin, say hi Austin. Hi. See, see easy Taylor. It was easy. Uh, yeah, uh, be easy Instructions Taylor. unclear, easy. dick cotton ceiling fan. Same. Alright, and as always I'm Eric. Um, so yeah, so today, uh, episode six, we're talking about uh, some esports. Esports, right? A B C D esports. A B C D esports. So uh, we're gonna touch on uh, just kind of some some overall general topics that we all kind of you know came up with or want to talk. Who in the fuck? Oh no! Good. Yeah. <clears throat> <clears throat> okay. Uh, <laughs> so, uh, so yeah. So, touch on some topics about uh, you know what makes a successful esport, the differences in the way esports are set up, um, different leagues, organizations, teams, uh, things like that. Um, so, I guess let's start off with what is everyone's experience with esports? What do you watch? Um, what do you follow? If anything, um, yeah. So, Taylor. Why don't you start? Um, <clears throat> let's see. So I was in the competitive smash scene for a little bit of college. Uh, that was lit. Um, I'm super into Rocket League, like RLCS and um, uh, a couple of like the, the big side events, such as like DreamHacks and, and whatnot. Um, I, I kind of keep up with Overwatch League. Um, it's more of like I just like to kind of know what the scores are doing so that when my friends bring it up, I know exactly what they're talking about. Uh, but I don't like actively watch it. It's just kind of fun to know about, I suppose. Gotcha. And do you have a favorite team or org? Um, Cloud9. Cloud9, represent. Uh, <laughs> I, I don't know what it is, <clears throat> but in every game that Cloud9 is professional in, whether it's like CSGO, Rocket League, uh, I don't know if they have... Um, if they own any of the teams for Overwatch, but I just genuinely believe that Cloud9 knows how to pick up good players. Uh, while I look at that, um, awesome. What uh, what esports do you follow or like? Oh, um, I, I mean, recently, I kind of the esports that I follow generally like they they're really based on the game I'm playing at the moment. So, like, I've been playing Apex Legends quite a bit. So, mm -hmm. like any of the esports based on that lately or like the tournaments going on i watched i watched like i think almost every single one of them um and then before that like i used to play league so i used to be really really into league esports like my god i i was rooting for teams i was like you know me and my friends were always talking we would sit there and like in discord and just watch the thing like for hours on end or whatever and then from there it went uh i did keep track of like overwatch for like a little bit but um kind of fell off with that and then uh fortnite i was watching a lot of that one i was still playing it pretty heavily gotcha gotcha and uh do you have a favorite team as well or it, i mean i don't have like a, a favorite team but definitely if cloud nine's in i usually root for cloud nine so I'm glad you said that, Austin, because it's a perfect segue. Because I found out that Cloud9 actually does own an Overwatch League team, and it is the London Spitfire. Also is it Spitfire? Oh my god! Champs of the, the first season. <laughs> it's fucking Spit. You know what? <laughs> I still love. You them. have to like Spitfire now. I, right, I have to like Spitfire. 
All right. Um, so for me, um, I started off, you know, of course, in the, the Call of Duty stuff. Um, so old school game battles that morphed into MLG and UMG tournaments um, and now COD World League. I don't follow it nearly as much as I used to. Um, I I want to. I just kind of don't really play Call of Duty as much as I used to, I guess. Um, so like if something's on, if if I get like an ad for like a Twitch stream or something, I'll, I'll typically watch. Uh, I don't really go out of my way to watch CWL anymore. Um, I love the Overwatch League. Um, season one, I got I got pretty into it. Um, I haven't watched as much in season two, uh, just because I've been kind of busy. Um, since it's only what like four or five weeks in now. Um, yeah, other than that, um, watch a little bit of RLCS since I started playing playing Rocket League with Taylor again. Uh, what else do I like to watch? Typically, I'll watch FIFA tournaments. Um, I don't like again go out of my way to find them, but if I see one on, I'll watch them. Especially with like uh, the the way that that FIFA the the game of FIFA has evolved into an esport, which we'll talk about a little bit later, I'm sure. Um, definitely makes me like it a little bit. So yeah, things like that. Um, I don't get super into the fighting games um, just because I'm not into fighting games, but at the same time. They are pretty lit to watch sometimes. The the stuff I have got. So, uh, so yeah, um, my favorite team though. Um, I don't mind Cloud Nine. I like giving Austin Taylor a bunch of a bunch of shit for it because it's kind of a bandwagony team in my opinion. <gasps> um, but uh, my favorite org though is uh, Team Caliber. It was started by uh, an old Call of Duty YouTuber that I watched. Actually, a group of them, uh, and I I just kind of followed them ever since. Um, anyone though, uh, other than Optic, you know, <coughs> like, just because it's another bandwagony team. That... <coughs> That's beside the point. Uh, all right. Um, so let's jump in then um, into what makes a successful esport in your guys' opinion. Um, so what makes you want to watch an esport? If there's anything specific that maybe it's just the game, um, maybe it's the way it's set up. Um, you know, maybe it's the crazy amount of money in Dota, like random shit like that. Um, yeah, so start with you last time. So Austin, what makes you want to watch these? Oh God. Um, I don't know. Like, I I don't know if I have anything that like, it it basically comes down to like, there's not, there's no tournament other than maybe back like league back in the day that made me like, oh, Hey, the, you know the tournament for blah 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 league of legends is going on i'm gonna go hop over and watch that it's more like if i have spare time and there is a tournament going on i kind of just watch it like i i do enjoy watching it um and uh what makes me want to watch that's pretty much the only thing like i just if i see like a game i've been playing recently or even like a a game that i played in the past that has any sports going on i'll go check it out like you know overwatch has something going on and no one else is on and i'm bored i'll go watch it for a bit and i generally get into it pretty pretty easily <clears throat> gotcha. uh too. um so like at first it started off as like you know i really like the the game right so like if i was watching um any csgo tournaments it was just because i was super into csgo at the time mm-hmm. uh but um there was a team cloud nine at the time uh, who I was super fucking into for two players. And uh, it was Skadoodle and Shroud. And 
I just I I don't know why, but like I attached myself to them. They're like they were they were my fucking boys, right? Well, then I started watching just to see their games. Like I didn't care about watching the other games. I just wanted to make sure my team was winning. And then uh, it kind of happened the same way with Rocket League, where I was playing Rocket League and I was starting to get into like the ooh, what are like the tournaments looking like and started watching some of those and i again cloud nine i was just like oh my god these boys are nutty i gotta watch more of this oh shit squishy muffins like what what does this guy do and he does youtube videos and so like i haven't watched a lot of squishy muffins and all this other stuff so it's like well i mean looks like these are my boys now so when it comes to like the team stuff i kind of like attach myself to the players but then like you, you go to, like, um, uh, Evos and um, uh, Genesis tournaments for, like, Smash and stuff. Mm-hmm. And it, it's funny because I definitely watch those for the players themselves, too. Because it, it's, it's so funny how uh, the players will actually, like, take up roles. <laughs> so, like, um, Hungrybox, he's a bad guy, right? He's the villain. It's not implicitly stated that he's the villain, but he is, he's a bad guy. He's like mean and he's like grumpy all the time. And, you know, he is, he is popular because people dislike him. And then there's players where they're popular because they're super fun and super friendly. And you always want the, the clash of the good and evil at the tournament. It's such a weird paradigm when it comes to like these one v one scenarios, but uh, I I I I want to say I primarily watch for the players and less for the game. Interesting. So you maybe get started on a game, but kind of find a player and kind of transition that way. So that kind mm-hmm. of it, it was hard for me yeah. to like get into like um, the the professional League of Legends and stuff like that because the teams were so large, uh, mm. and it's hard to like pick a player in those um personally so that's why like i'm not too crazy about uh overwatch league but um to to feed off taylor like a a little bit um another thing like or like a reason i would watch is to like learn from the players as well because like if he watches Mm -hmm. the players like it's a really good way to learn how to play more effectively like on your own so like that's another reason that yeah, sometimes casters are are awful to listen to but occasionally (laughs) they'll they'll throw out like They'll point something out that, like, not the average Joe would have noticed. Mm-hmm. And so that's, that's super helpful. <clears throat> awesome. Um, so I think that I kind of have a mix of both of what you guys were saying. So um, obviously you have to somewhat enjoy the game to, to want to watch the eSport, right? Um, but I think my main thing was, um, to kind of Austin's point, was the drive to <clears throat> get better. Um, so like watching people <laughs> who were insanely good and even though you're not trying to be as good as them because hard to be as good as you know the best player in the game or whatever but just trying to find ways and tips and things that they're doing that you can use i guess because of my competitive mindset right um it's kind of how i view esports most of the time um but now a days i think i just enjoy gaming so much that even if there's not a game that I super like, 
I'll still watch it, especially if there's someone else that's like around that like really does enjoy it. Because I remember uh, when Quake is it Quake Champions that came out, Taylor. Yeah. Um, and you mentioned you know there was a, a thing on there, and I remember sitting down like the entire day, and like you were going ham and like you know who the players were were and all that, and I was like, oh, like I don't really like the game, but it's it's cool to have someone that kind of watch you through it, um, and I like kind of learn as you go type thing. Um, so like nowadays, I don't really care about the game per se. Like I still have to have some type of intrigue into it, um, but like. I know way back in like college when we were all going to to Newmont, I would never have wanted to watch like league stuff. Um, but now it's like, oh, okay. I, at least I have an understanding now of playing it, and I could totally see getting into it a little bit. There are things like that. Um, yeah. So um, let's let's kind of transition then into kind of what makes something successful. Um, I'm I'm seeing here on our on our little scripty that like why is a Dota still a thing that started out kind of as a joke, but at the same time, it's the biggest esport hands down, um, has been for a while, um, and why I I, I want to say what makes a successful esport is mm-hmm. genuinely funding, and. <clears throat> The reason I say that is because uh, Valve puts a lot of their money into making the Dota events and prize pools like large. Yeah, I I could def- yeah I could see so need being like a big thing. Yeah, even if the game itself is absolute garbage, if the prize is big enough, then the the drive is there to actually get good at the game and play it because the payoff at the end is worth it like they dota puts out million dollar tournaments yearly with the the prize constantly going up and it's just it's snowballing down a hill it's going to keep big getting bigger and bigger until valve decides to put their money somewhere else um and i guess the same can be said for a bunch of other events so like uh, DreamHack um, hosts, I want to say, a couple of other different types of games, but they'll rent out an entire venue for three days straight. Uh, they stream the entire thing. They hire casters. It is just such a top quality production that like, it's it's easy to buy a ticket, show up, watch the games, have food available, stuff like that. Uh, maybe meet with your favorite players. Like, it is so well organized and funded that, you know, dream hacks are really popular. Same with like um Overwatch League. Like it just came out of nowhere. They're like we're doing Overwatch League and Blizzard's like and we're funding the whole thing and everybody's like, "Whoa, what? Like what's the prize pool?" And Blizzard's like, mm, "This uh large amount of money." And everybody's like, "Fucks, let's make a team." <laughs> I uh, I do want to throw out real quick that speaking of funding um Dota 2 as 12 of the top 16 prize pools in esports history yeah yeah i i I genuinely think that's the only reason like dota is even around still i i'm i mean i i wouldn't say that dota 2 still has an insanely huge player base i i've played a bit of it and i definitely like find its appeal it's just it's a little too intricate for me yeah, right, like, no, I I feel the same. Um, but I mean, we have to think that the Dota two market 
we're in the US. There are a handful of countries that are bigger than us and typically are better at games like Dota and things like that for that same reason, right? They have so many more... <coughs> Bless me. Sorry, sneeze stuck up on me. Um, so many... So, so much greater of a population that are playing the game in general, right? I want to say that before Dota, it was StarCraft. I mean, for sure, that was StarCraft was a, a massive esports back in the day. Because yeah. I was super into fucking StarCraft, and I watched the shit out of that. I kind of feel bad for StarCraft, because if you really think about it, like, StarCraft, is it's still around, by all means. But, mm-hmm. like, it was kind of the esport before esports took off, and it kind of just got left in the dust, in my opinion. Yeah, it did. Because, like, it's still <laughs> think, around, but I think if they made, like, a new one, it would probably maybe. take off again. Because I'm sure people are all looking for that, you know, yeah, yeah. like the people that played it back in the day, they'd be pretty excited and I'm sure they could make some decent money off of it. Uh, I do want to call it another thing, though, speaking, tying into funding um, with Dota, um, my my business brain um, was actually really fascinated to find out doing research on how uh, Dota 2 actually gets all of their funding for the international, the big tournament. Yeah. Um. I don't know if you guys know about this, but um, they have uh, a bunch. I I don't want to say the wrong thing, but basically, it's an item in their shop that you can buy, right? Um, and it's like a little like like loot box esque type thing. Oh. And a certain amount of the proceeds go towards the prize pool every year. Oh, that's fine. And they went out of their way to make that you know thing the best microtransaction they could they could make. Um, so. I think they started doing it. I'm not sure what year they started doing it, but just to put it in perspective, they've done it at least for the past four years, five years. In 2014, like... they had 10 million, almost 11 million, right? And their last one last year, 25 and a half was their prize pool for the international because of that. Yeah, and I like that. That would make me want to get good at Dota. 25 right. million prize pool, fuck. Uh, Austin, I think I cut you off there. What were you going to say? Well, I was going to say, like, honestly, that type of microtransaction, it would, I would feel more inclined to buy it if, like, I knew right. that it was going to that rather than just, like, oh, here's to feed your your company, you know? Like, I don't mm-hmm. know where that's going, but if you're like, oh, yeah, like, 20% of this is going to our competitive, you know, prize pool mm-hmm. at the end of the season. So I'd, I'd be pretty, I think that'd be pretty dope. More More games should do that. Uh, the other only other one that I know for sure does it actually surprisingly is Rocket League. Yeah, Rocket League. The uh, they recently did a, a little uh, stream of content similar to to Fortnite's Battle Pass system, and I don't remember the exact percentage, but I know a, a certain part of that goes towards the RTS prize, which is so exciting. Oh, now now does does rocket league have like is it like is there like a big overarching tournament that goes throughout the whole season or is it a bunch of small ones so kind of it's actually interesting how it works they uh they have the they have the rlrs teams or rlcs teams um and those teams are the ones that often go they're they're like registered to participate in rlcs and throughout the season they hit up uh, tournaments around the world, such as uh, as the Dream Hacks and such, um, to see how they place or whatever, and it kind of gives 
um, organizations um, for like sponsorships and stuff like that, the ability to see how well the teams are doing and like, you know, who's who's kind of a, uh, advancing in their techniques and skills and whatnot. And then when uh, RLCS hits, it's like a five week um, deal where uh, they all play matches and stuff and um, work to try and get into uh, the finals to do one giant tournament um, over a weekend. So there is like a really big one at the end. Got it. Yeah, yeah. RLCS is the big one, and it lasts for about a month. And everything up to that point is heading out to other tournaments, like little tournaments. Just to, just to determine like standing, pretty much. Before yeah, just you to, enter. Yeah. to, you know, keep themselves in the groove of competitive, um, you know, do some show matches up on stage, stuff like that. Uh, take a swing at rival teams, such as like, you know, Dignitas versus Vitality, et cetera, et cetera. Um, so they do that. And then like uh, they have boot camps and stuff that they go to. So that the teams will actually like, so a lot, there's a couple of European teams that actually will fly over uh, here to America um, to do boot camping, to uh, practice and play. And then uh, players from other teams will hop into games together and just play together uh, because, you know, every player has a different play style and everybody can learn from everybody. And it's just such a super, like, camaraderie thing amongst all of the teams. It is so... Oh, it's so cool. <sighs> Love it. Awesome. Um, so... To that point, um, good uh, good segue system here is kind of the differences in the way that um, you know different tournaments or leagues are kind of set up, as well as kind of how how you perform, I guess how you how you're scored. Um, so one of the big things, kind of like uh, like Tara's mentioned, that RLCS does. Uh, I always want to call it RCL, RC cars, but anyway. Um, so. I have a hard time getting like following esports that are newer for that same reason because it's kind of like the RLCS is almost this like invitation only type thing, right? Because mm-hmm. I know they're they're not actually invited, right? Because if a random team comes in and starts doing well, you know, I'm sure they they have a system to get into the RLCS, but it almost kind of feels like they control it a little too much, I guess. Um, I don't, I don't know the best way to explain that there. But um, I guess what I really want to get at is, like, what do you guys prefer when it comes to, you know, I know that the way fighting games things are are set up, like EVA and stuff, it's like a pool system. You don't really come in and you're not, like, instantly in a tournament. You're kind of doing this little, like, round-robin-esque thing, and then your performance kind of sets your rank for, like, the the tournament, right? Um, Different things like that. I guess it's kind of a ladder system, things like that. Um, Or more like overwatch league where they just own everything so like every game you're playing is in the league and it may like your stats are tracked and your wins and losses like matter then and there's like a year cut off things like that um how do you guys feel about that well it gosh i sound like i'm just such a rocket league fanboy because i am but yeah um, it's good how it's funny how uh rocket league works is because they have rl cs and they have rl rs 
So CS is the championship series and RS is the rival series. And so anybody can um, sign up to attempt the rival series. And how the rival series works is um, you play a bunch of games to get into the rival series. And then when if you get into the rival series, um, the top two teams at the end of the round robin get the bottom two spots in uh, RLCS. Then <clears throat> places three and four um, are automatically invited to RRS next year. Anybody else has to requalify the next year. So you have to play through this, the rival series, which has its own prize pools. I'm pretty sure like uh, is season seven, the prize pool is $50,000. And um, all of this is funded by Psionics themselves. Um, but you have to play through RS to make it into CS. And then I'm pretty sure the bottom two players of CS are, are uh, kicked off of CS and they have to requalify. Gotcha. So it's kind of like a, um, uh, the closest thing I could think of is so English Premier League soccer. Man, Manchester United and Chelsea and all those guys. Um, there are... Premier League's like one through four or something like that. Um, the only ones that are really televised and stuff are the top tier. Um, but as the season progresses, you can be, if you're, I think I want to say it's like the bottom two or bottom three are relegated down a tier. And then the top two or top three of like the other tier are relegated up. Um, so mm -hmm. like there could be a team that, you know, starts in some small village in, in England, but, you know, jumping up all the way through Premier League um, to play with, you know, these massive expensive teams, things like that. Yeah, because I, I um, RS wasn't invited, brought to Rocket League until like season three. Mm -hmm. So before that, it was um, the teams bought their, their spot into um, RLCS. So it was only the big teams. So that I Buy Power had a team. Um, uh, who else? Uh Flipside Tactics, uh, Northern Gaming, they all were established esports teams that were just like automatically invited to CS. They're like, hey, build a team. Let's have a tournament. And they're like, you right. <laughs> gotcha. Yeah, no, I, I can actually super get behind that because I I like when when sports leagues kind of do things similar to, to quote unquote real life sports, right? Things like mm -hmm. that, so. Awesome. Um, Austin, I know uh, you're probably biting at the bit to talk about some of the BR games, the Battle Royale games, the way they're set up. Uh, give you that time. So uh, what's your opinion on, first off, Apex versus Fortnite and the way they're set up? Uh, like, So at least for like tournament structure, I think so far, I, I think I'm, I think Fortnite has a better tournament structure at the moment because like Fortnite and like versus apex like fortnite obviously has been around a little bit longer than apex you know apex has been out for two weeks or what like a month almost maybe but uh for example like fortnite you know they have like a big uh like they've started to integrate their um tournaments kind of like within their their game themselves by like having the the winter invitational or whatever it was on like anybody can join it like 
you hop in and you, you wait and you see like, oh, 10 minutes before this starts and you play through. And then what they would do is depending on like their scoring system, at least they would determine, oh, hey, you've achieved like 60 points in this like time slot. We gave everybody, you know, to do that. And uh, you're you're invited to the the Winter Royale uh, whatever which is which is pretty cool so that means like any like underdog can can get in there as long as they're like they're grinding out and they're actually like playing the game and like it gives a lot of people a chance to get out there and become like a professional which is super cool but like apex for example and like the past couple weeks uh they've had i think two tournaments maybe more might have missed them but they've had like a Oh, I can't remember what the other one is, but there was one and then there was like the code red and it seemed like it was, I don't actually know how you got invited to, to actually participate. I think it might've just been like an in-house type of thing. Mm-hmm. Like uh, the host decided like, okay, these are the people like that have been, were in the previous tournament, at least for code red. And this is who we're going to invite back or whatever. And I don't know the with br like br games in general i think the scoring system's super weird and i'm not sure exactly how much i like i enjoy apex so far with how they're going about determining who's the best of these group of people in this tournament Mm -hmm. because like fortnite you know like they have solo duos and you know squads and it's like you you like if you're solo when they throw you into like even that little invitational on Fortnite, you're thrown in with everybody else that is also doing that invitational. So it means like you're you're going against people that want to be like they want to be at the top. So like you're fighting like some really good like some really good players most of the time, and it just makes it so like when you win, that means you won out of like the best of the best. Like you're the top player in that lobby, mm-hmm. whereas like in in apex how they did their tournaments because like you're forced to squads which i guess is kind of weird but how they determined like how you're gonna get points or whatever is is one point per kill and then uh for code like the code red tournament it was eight for winning but you wouldn't be thrown into a game like you wouldn't be thrown into like a a game with the other people in the tournament and like, you know, so it's, I think there's maybe 12, uh, I want to say there was like 10, 10 different squads, maybe. So you weren't thrown in with those 10 squads and like, you're fighting it out. Right. Instead, they're like, okay, here's a, here's how we're going to do it. We're going to do a bracket system. You're, you're going to go against this person, you know, and you guys are going to play three games and you get one point per kill and eight per win <laughs> and you get three games. So you play those three games and whatever your points are so you had 90 if theirs was like 88 then you move on so the 90 moves on but like you weren't facing them in these games you were instead facing them like you were facing just the public you know like you're just hopping in like some you know five-year-old wants to play apex and they hop Mm -hmm. in that lobby and then the next thing you know they're getting blasted by the you know like these professional players so it's like I, i don't really necessarily agree with that type of like tournament because it's like it doesn't determine necessarily skill because like Mm -hmm. any given day they would hop into a public game and do what they did right so it's like i know you're good but 
I don't know who's the best of the best. Like what squad was better? What what team worked better, you know, than the other ones? Because like a common strategy for uh, like one of the teams was they would two would go this way and one would go this way. And the one guy could literally handle like two teams at once. And like he was fine. Like he was just he's a god at the game. Right. And it just Nutty. it was insane to watch like. It was just insane seeing that, and it's like what that the whole game is about kind of working together and blah blah blah, like being a team, you mm-hmm. know, feeding off of each other's abilities and stuff. And like if that's the type of tournament that like it feeds off, okay, like we need as many points as possible because we get it by a kills. So let's let's you know move on. Like let, like well, you'll split there, and like at some points they were all split, right? And then. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It just it didn't seem like a necessarily like a good structure to me. And I think Fortnite right now has a better structure because it's like you're you're going against people that are actually good, and you know like when they get into a battle, like it's mm-hmm. going to be intense because they're both good and they both know how to play the game. So they're both doing these, like they both have their own little ways to play. And so it's like mm-hmm. kind of yeah. I, I'd hate to be that random team that gets uh, put in the match where they're hunting points <laughs> yep or they're just going hard and yeah like like imagine if we were sleep. playing and we're just trying to have a good time and all of a sudden we get bodied like bo- like instant yeah. dead by like you know i mean that happens but, but yeah I mean, but like at the you same get time destroyed though, no, I, <laughs> I i i think that it's it makes it a lot i don't know better to watch in terms of like if they if they're streaming or whatever because i saw that I watched that Fortnite Winter Royale, and I gotta say, that was some of the wackiest shit I've ever seen. It was just so... I don't know. Everybody holed up in their little boxes, and they just waited for the circle to close in. And then the game... It was fun watching the weird building thing that happened near the end. But, like, at the end of the day, it it came out to who was at a higher advantage. And whose shotgun hit the head first it was to to that point taylor but that's still to this day hold on to the idea that the sword in fortnite competitive was the best thing they ever did it that it definitely it it changed the game up and when the sword came through it was always like ooh, oh gosh he has the sword like this dude's problem though as austin pointed out the first day when someone would just grab it and start destroying all the all the stuff and like just run through people. And then the next day, the same person would get it and they'd be like, okay, well, they're going to target me. So now I have to do the same thing I was always doing. And they'd wait until like the last like three or four people. Yeah, like that's that was the big issue. But that like, first day, though, the first day of that skirmish, I was like, wow, Fortnite could actually be an esport because I still don't understand the idea of Fortnite as an esport, personally. Yeah, I. That was a big time esport, I guess. Well, yeah, you, you got to remember that like Fortnite is like in a in an essence like it's not a f- like it's not necessarily uh, it's not. I don't want to say it's a fast paced shooter. Okay, it's more of like a a fast paced builder, right? So it's like it it's a different type of competitive. Like, sure, you're shooting. Like, if you're an amazing builder. Most of the time, you probably win out the day, even if you're subpar at aiming, because like you can you can block shots, you can you can uh, like 
maneuver this that you can change this um ceiling tile to make them fall in shoot them or you build and like it so it's like a different type of competitive element so like the 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 tournament games are going to be a lot slower but like if you if you're really into like the building aspect i think i have no problem with the aspect of the game i think that like the competitiveness of fortnite is great i just don't see it as a um esport in the sense of i want to explain it um I think the scoring system and where Fortnite has to go to be as big as, you know, Dota, things like that, um, mainstream esport, for lack of a better term, um, it's still a long way off because if you really think about it, there are certain things that a company, even a regular sport, quote unquote, IRL sport, like the NFL and the NBA, they have to do to kind of make sure that the game is entertaining to as much people as possible. Um, So having a complicated system that, you know, you're not really sure what's better to do, wait and try to like win or get the most kills or things like that. And and there, it's still a long way to go. I'm not saying it can't. I don't think think that it's too early. Fortnite will ever be that. I, I don't think like, I don't think, until the only game that maybe in the future, like Fortnite, I don't think it ever get to the level of like, oh, like Dota or or like even League or even you know Overwatch League. I don't think it'll ever achieve that. Yeah, be- mainly because of the scoring system, right? And yeah, it's just like just it's just like every game that like Dota, Overwatch League, you know, a couple of the other like. Um, Rocket League, all of them are team based, right? So it's like all focused on, like, hey, let's like most of them are are like you have a team behind it and like you're working together. Whereas like Fortnite, it's like you don't like most of the time if you get into a tournament, you're facing your other teammate, right? Well, that you're just like they're, they're just increasing the chance that 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 team itself wins by having multiple of the same people. But it's like you're not you're not like hey like let's go build together like let's build the structure like we'll tunnel in or whatever but like apex in the future if they adjust how they determine like who's good it could in the future maybe be that like type of esport i i want to say the biggest difference is the fact that uh fortnite apex battle royales they're not only based on your skill they're based on the RNG of where you drop. So there's, extent, yeah. there's not a consistent Fortnite game. There's not a consistent Apex game, right? Like you see a Dota, your Rocket League, your Call of Duty. The The goal is always the same. Uh, and your loadout either changes based on your situation because you choose the loadout and you're able to consistently play a game that you want to to play whereas like with fortnite the the odds of me doing well depend on whether or not i land and find the gun correctly and i'm able to continue finding guns to up my arsenal see i disagree with that though especially with fortnite because fortnite it's like you could you could land in a zone and sure maybe you find some gray crap right 
but it's a game about building. So if you gather materials and you build and you're a better builder than the person you're playing against, those gray guns will get the job done. Like to, to play devil's advocate on both of your ends. I think Taylor's not inherently incorrect, um, but I definitely think that Austin has a very good point as well because there is an RNG aspect. It's the same thing. We all play Magic the Gathering, Hearthstone, you know, card-based games. Um, they're a quote-unquote competitive game that's based solely around probability and, you know, and that type of stuff. Um, that's why there's like a, a meta defined super quick and like some things are just overly powerful and things like that. Um, so the RNG definitely has a factor, but I think because that the RNG is a factor to Austin's point, to be a competitive or an esport esque um, BR game, you have to have a different set of skills for each one, I guess. So like Fortnite, obviously there's the building um, and things like that. And then in Apex, there's, you know, it's it's a lot of communication. It's a lot of uh, positioning, um, things like that, right? So it's not necessarily that they're inherently bad because they have the RNG. However, I think the RNG just kind of throws a wrench in a quote-unquote normal eSport, which is probably why I don't like it a lot, because it is stuff that it's so new that they're still trying to figure out how to make it an eSport. I, al which, I also, oh, I'm sorry. Uh, I was just going to say, which I think inherently makes it hard to get into at the beginning unless you're just that dedicated to the game. You know what I mean? I think one of the things, too, is is because of the RNG element and right. So Apex, you know, or like even uh, Fortnite, like there are obviously the top tier guns. Right. But like as a professional with RNG, it's like you're kind of forced to be out of that like kind of comfort zone and it means that if you can still pull it off when you're out of your comfort zone say with like say you get you know a triple take and you barely use this gun but like as a professional you're like okay i have this gun i have to use it i'm gonna use it the best of my ability and like you come out on top against another competitive team it means that like you might have like even if they had like their perfect loadout right it means it's just you were able to like position better or something like that so it's like you're still i think it still shows i think well, it might show a little bit better especially with the brs you know like i my rng comment is less about the guns you find and more about guns you you don't find at all right so um when i think of esports i think of a game that measures and um compares skill right there's no skill in landing in a location that contains no weapons and but. in the in terms of apex it's it's honestly a lot nicer because you have a team right so say you land all three of you land at three adjacent buildings to each other two of your teammates find guns you don't well those teammates can cover you while you find a weapon in terms Dude, to of that point sorry Oh, well, in terms of like Fortnite and stuff, it's 1v99. So if I land in, in a city, in a town, and everybody hits a building, and every building has a gun except for mine, I now have to run away from this town and hopefully not get fucking nipped in the ass and find a gun somewhere else. Sure, I can gra gather my materials and build, you know, protection or whatever, but how far can I make it without a gun? 
when everybody at this point has a gun. I think one of the things to to that point, um, the Fortnite versus Apex thing is one of the things that's made me really like Apex um, more than Fortnite a little bit. Um, I still like Fortnite, but um, the the obviously there's a drop rate per gun, but the guns don't have the rarities in in Apex, right? So like in Fortnite, you can have uh, get really lucky by hitting a a purple or a, an orange like a like a legendary weapon right that has its stats but at least with apex there tends to be more guns and then the attachments are kind of what what adds things to it so at least you could find a gun rather than no gun at all or a worse gun you know what and, I mean? and that's that's why i'm saying like yeah fortnite specifically i don't think can ever achieve the esports right. that like we think of but apex definitely has a chance it, it has potential i i honestly do see i mean it's potential. only a, i think it's less than a, it's a, less than a month i think it's only been out like two two and a half weeks maybe and it's been about yeah about a little under a month like it's it i mean there's already been two tournaments i mean like a lot of people are flooding to it just because it's like you know the next br thing and it came out of nowhere but it's so far, like, I mean, the tournaments, I do think that, like, it's just because they haven't added, like, some sort of, like, and I think that's another thing is, like, I feel like the the company behind the game really needs to, like, start embracing that, right? Like, they know Fortnite, like, the, uh, who is behind uh, Apex? Uh, respawn. Would it, respawn. Okay, Respawn, or, I guess, like, I mean, EA could take ownership over the stupid shit, too, the competitive side but like i feel like if if a company like right out of the gate they're like hey you know like we're gonna we're gonna think about like this in terms of uh an esport as well as just like a game for people to play i think like when they start adding that structure to the game mm -hmm. before they release it i think they'll start doing because like apex has no structure for that right it's so that's why they have to do that really weird janky yeah like point it system it's definitely a thing that more and more as time goes on modern games tend to embrace esports way early like overwatch had plans for overwatch league when it launched you know what i mean so like things like that like there are more games now that come out and they're like we have to figure something out to be sport ish right you like even farming things like that right so uh, all right. Um, unfortunately, I think we're, we we spent a lot of time talking today. Um, we've kind of gone over our normal time, um, so it sounds like we're probably going to have to to break esports into to multiple parts. Um, I I don't have a timestamp, but I'm pretty sure we've been going for like 45, 50 minutes now. Um, I think we yeah. had like four minutes of shenanigans, though. So that's also true. Um, all right. So uh, yeah, we'll just pick up on esports uh, next week. We'll do do our outros and, and call it good there. So uh, Austin, let them know where they can find you. All right. You can find me on that good old Twitter at Celestius G, capital C, capital G. You can also find me at twitch.tv um, um, slash Celestius um, and soon to be Instagram. I don't know what that's going to be called, but Ooh. hopefully something similar to yeah, yeah, hopefully. Otherwise, <laughs> it's probably taken, so it'll be like... Yeah, you're going to have to buy it from someone. <laughs> yeah. Can I buy your Instagram account? You'll post one oh, photo well. and they'll ban your account. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 
All right, awesome. Uh, Taylor, where can I find you? Uh, Twitter at developer T Boyd and uh, Twitch at Vanilla Knight. Sweet. Uh, and as always, you can find all of my stuff. Uh, everything is the fragment seventy seven capital T capital frag at the number seventy seven. As always, thanks for watching. We'll see you next week. Everyone, hit him with a bye. 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 Hit him with the bye. Bye. Boom. Wow. Bamboozled. <laughs>